You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Post Game Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host for today, William Mingles, and it is that time of the week where we break down the five key matchups that will lead to a Chicago Bears victory at home against the New York Jets. So without further ado, let's kick things off with matchup number one, Mitchell Trubisky versus Jamal Adams. Now this will be a showdown between two very high selections in the 2017 draft. As we all know, the Bears traded up to second overall to select quarterback Mitchell Trubisky in the 2017 draft, and Jamal Adams went number six overall to the New York Jets. However, if we wind back the clocks, there were a lot of people who thought Jamal Adams, the promising LSU product at safety, was actually going to be a Chicago Bear. However, we all know how history panned out, and both are having pretty promising starts to their career. Jamal Adams had a solid year last season, and he's off to an even better start this year. His 50 tackles lead his team, along with two forced fumbles and interception and six passes defended. He is all over the field and lining up the stat sheet as he does it. Trubisky, on the other hand, last year... Had some promising moments, but definitely a lot more phenomenal statistics this year. That coming out party against Tampa Bay, along with two strong performances statistically against the Miami Dolphins and New York, uh, New England Patriots. Pardon me. Those two games that I just mentioned didn't result in wins, but the offense has been productive. We've seen point totals of 28 and 31. We wouldn't have seen those in a million years with the offense that we were leading last year. So at the very least, Mitchell Trubisky is putting up enough points for his team to win. However, when you're going up against a safety like Jamal Adams, we saw some risky throws last week by Trubisky against the New England Patriots. We saw some balls float on him a lot. He's going to need to rein those in. Uh, This New York Jets secondary is definitely going to be depleted. A lot of guys out so far, but Jamal Adams, one of those guys who can definitely take advantage of opportunities should Trubisky uh, put a ball too high, put too much air under it. We saw the wind play a bit of a factor. Soldier Field, uh, Chicago Midwest, always going to have weather be a factor, but Trubisky's going to have to be careful. If that wins wins an issue, then he will have to temper his expectations and definitely take what the defense is giving him, opposed to going for the deep ball, uh, which didn't prove to be very successful against New England going into that wind. But Jamal Adams is going to be a fun matchup for Trubisky, going to be fun to see those two play against each other. One last little thing, those two forced fumbles that Jamal Adams has, wouldn't exactly think that to be a big factor, especially for a safety versus Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback. However, with how much Trubisky has ran the last few weeks, uh, it's definitely something to look out for. I think Trubisky's been very smart with running out of bounds and not taking a lot of hits, not taking a lot of hard contact when he runs the ball, but still something to look for. Adams always looking to create a big play, and Trubisky is going to be who he has his eyes on the entirety of the game. 
For our second matchup of the week, we're going to have Leonard Floyd versus Kelvin Beckham tackle for the New York Jets. Now, I'm not 100% sure that Floyd will be going up against Beckham this week. I'm not sure if they're going to flip back Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd. However, this is much more about Floyd getting back on track. He only has 15 tackles this season. I know I tried to make a case for him that uh, he's been doing a lot of different stuff for Vic Fangio to this point. But he had enough opportunities last week to rush and make an impact on the game. Uh, even when he was put into coverage, he looked relatively lost. Uh, he had a very rough game. And this is a time where the Chicago Bears really need him to step up. Now, Khalil Mack is still going to garner some kind of attention. Regardless of how hobbled up he is, he is a high-motor guy regardless of what condition he is in. Now, Leonard Floyd's going to have to take advantage of those matchups that he is given. Now, the Jets are going to be without their top three wide receivers, uh, you're going to have Quincy Numa, who is out, Robbie Anderson is out, and Terrell Pryor is injured and cut from the team. Those are their top three receivers. So it's going to take a little bit longer, you would think, for these New York Jets wide receivers to get open. And you also have Sam Darnold, a rookie quarterback, a more of a pocket passer type guy. Leonard Floyd's going to have time to get home, and he's going to need to apply pressure this week. Because Sam Darnold, you know, any quarterback in the NFL, if you give them a clean pocket and a lot of time to throw... They're going to be able to dice you apart regardless of how good your secondary is. So the onus is really on Leonard Floyd this week, regardless of whether he's uh, lined up on the left or the right side to rush. This onus is really on him. So I guess regardless of who he lines up with, I know I have Calvin Beckham listed here. It's going to be key that he gets back on track and can create some explosive plays for the Chicago Bears defense this week. Our third matchup is going to be a showdown of rookies. Wide receiver Anthony Miller versus cornerback Perry Nickerson for the New York Jets. Now, Anthony Miller has been extremely promising uh, for the first few games, but a closer look at his stats show that he's only converting on 50% of the targets put his way by Mitchell Trubisky. Now, of course, not all of those are his fault, but uh, I saw a bit of a disturbing trend in the New England Patriots game last week where there were some balls that were a little bit behind Anthony Miller, uh, maybe a little bit high, and they were definitely be spectacular catches if Anthony Miller came down with them. But the play that really disturbed me the most was the interception that uh, Trubisky was targeting him on a deep corner route. The ball was uh, kind of almost put in a 50-50 scenario, and Anthony Miller didn't even, I guess, play enough defense at that point. I thought it was a ball that Miller could have come away with at the end of the day, but he couldn't even play good enough defense to prevent the interception. I think there comes a point where, as a receiver, you need to take a little bit of pride winning your one-on-one -on -one matchups to that point. I think Miller is certainly capable, and I guess that's why I have such a harsh critique of him at this point, especially for last week's game. But he's going to have a much more favorable matchup this week. Perry Nickerson was a six-round pick, and to this point, he struggled. He only has a 44.5 grade on pro football focus. Now, those grades are not doctrine, as I have mentioned in the past, but I do agree with this one. He is was supposed to be a reserve corner this year, but he's been thrust into action with all the injuries to the New York Jets secondary. This should be a target that Mitchell Trubisky is looking to uh, exploit early and often in the game, especially considering that Miller will likely be lined up in the slot and going across the middle of the field. I think that's going to be a point of emphasis this week for the Chicago Bears, considering how successful it was with Trey Burton last week. But a big, uh, a big matchup to exploit here, one that I expect Anthony Miller to uh, really show what he has to offer. Like I said, his uh, role in the offense has been expanding uh, in the matchup show last week. It's time for him to take that next step and execute on the targets thrown his way this week. 
I know I mentioned Trey Burton just a little bit ago. I hope you are looking forward to hearing more of him because he is the fourth matchup this week, and he'll be going against linebacker Avery Williamson of the New York Jets. Now, Trey Burton's stat line last week was quite phenomenal. I'll read it for you if you haven't heard it already. Nine receptions off 11 targets, 126 yards, and a touchdown. Music to my ears, a lot of that damage being done over the middle of the field. Something that I expect to be a point of emphasis going forward for the Chicago Bears. Trubisky had a lot of success going over the middle in 2017, and I think Matt Nagy noticed that and he wanted to show that his offense uh, could do damage all over the field. So we saw a lot of deep balls to Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. We saw a lot of work uh, on the perimeter and uh, to the sidelines with Tariq Cohen. But now I think he's going back to what Mitch is probably most comfortable with now that the defenses are more spread out and willing to respect all parts of this offense. And I think that is going to be a key with Trey Burton and Anthony Miller going across the middle. However, this week for Trey Burton, he's going to be drawing a difficult matchup with Avery Williamson. He has 48 tackles this season, second only to Jamal Adams. Two sacks, four passes defended, and one interception. This guy knows how to be all over the field. And the reason that both Jamal Adams and Avery Williamson are my key matchups is because these guys that are getting the most tackles, they are the guys that are always around the ball. If a mistake is made, such as a fumble or if a ball gets tipped up into the air, these are the two guys I see being there to clean up that mistake. So Trey Burton is definitely going to have to have his eyes peeled, make sure he's doing his best in route running to make sure he creates separation. Additionally, if he's held in the pass block, those two sacks by Avery Williamson, he's definitely a high motor player. And will, and if he's sent on a blitz, man, he has uh, he's licking his chops and he has his ears pinned back, ready to go. It's going to be fun watching two guys that are arguably some of the best on uh, their sides of the ball go at it this week for their respective teams. And that leads us to matchup number five, the game breaker of the week, the matchup that I believe is most crucial for both teams to win uh, if they plan on coming out of Soldier Field with a victory. And that would be safety Adrian Amos versus running back Isaiah Crawl for the New York Jets. Now, Adrian Amos is third on the team in tackles, but uh, doing my film study this week, he's leaving a lot of yardage on the field. Uh, There was a particular play, it was towards the end of the game against the New England Patriots. Everyone pointed to Khalil Mack uh, getting pancaked by tight end Dwayne Allen for the New England Patriots. However, Khalil Mack does his job on the play. He absorbs his gap, and if anything, he also makes the running back stutter in the hole. Now, the problem is that uh, Adrian Amos is supposed to be rolling down into coverage, so he likely has a zone or he is manned up against Dwayne Allen. Now, the issue is Dwayne Allen zones out and blocks immediately. So that, to Adrian Amos, should mean that he is flying down. That is his trigger to acknowledge that it is a run play, especially considering the situation of the game. You're within three minutes. He should already be triggering down on the run and reacting to pass, not the other way around. Now, if he triggers down on the run, that play gets stopped for no gain. Instead, it goes for five. And that's the kind of hidden yards I'm talking about. And Adrian Amos, if anything, is a very aggressive tackler when he gets to the ball, but that can also lead to mistakes. As the safety, you are the last line of defense, and you have to make sure that guy goes down. And I know Adrian Amos is a guy who loves to make the big hit, and don't get me wrong, as a Chicago Bears fan, we live for the big hits. We've seen them for our uh, basically our entire history. Brian Urlacher, Mike Singletary, Dip Buckus, need I go on. However, as a safety, we really need players to be taken down by that last line of defense, not giving up a ton of hidden yardage in the process. Isaiah Crowell is a guy who likes to exploit big plays. The Jets have won every single game where he's had a carry over 20 yards. 
And in the games that the Jets have won, he has carried the ball 30 times for 361 yards and three touchdowns. Now, a lot of those are off of big plays. Against the Lions, he had over 100 yards. Against the Broncos, where they won that game, I want to say he had around 151 yards and two touchdowns. This is a guy who is both a threat on the goal line and as a big play threat between the 20s. This is a match that the Bears really need to win. This is a an offense that is really sparked by the big play. Sam Darnold has proven to this point in his career that he can drive a team down the field consistently, so he leans on that running game to give him a spark for every given drive. And if Crawl has sparked the drive, I mean, it generally results in a touchdown if he doesn't take it in himself. Additionally, the Bears have been very good on the goal line against the run. I don't expect the Jets to change their philosophy of trying to ram it into the end zone with the running backs. I expect that to continue. The Bears are going to have to bow up and be ready for a very tough task should the New York Jets get down to the goal line. But mainly, Adrian Amos uh, needs to make sure that Crawl stays contained. If he breaks that second level with the linebackers, Amos needs to make sure that he takes him down between that 10 and 15 yard mark, making sure that the Jets have to uh, line up, take some more snaps, make sure that there isn't big plays because that's really been the problem with this defense at this point. You know, a 50 yard play to Josh Gordon last week. I think of all the missed tackles and big plays against the Miami Dolphins. Very rarely have teams been able to line up and drive down the field against the Chicago Bears. Big plays have been the things that have done them in, and Isaiah Crawl is the guy that's going to do that for the New York Jets this week, especially considering their top three receivers are out for the game. Uh, he's going to be the guy the Jets lean on to create those big plays. Now that we've touched on the five key matchups for the week, it's time for me to go through and give you the winning edge, which team should come out of each matchup on top. And we're going to go back up to number one, Mitchell Trubisky versus Jamal Adams. Trubisky so far has proven to be resilient this year. He had two rough games against Seattle and Arizona. He jumped back in a big way against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He hasn't had bad games per se against the Dolphins and Patriots, but I think he's taken these losses to heart, and I think his decision-making in the few times and lapses that it's been poor, I think he has really dedicated himself to cleaning that up. I expect him to have a great game against the New York Jets. I'm going to give this edge to Mitchell Trubisky. Going down to matchup number two, Leonard Floyd versus Calvin Beckham. But like I said, this is kind of a matchup against the entire Jets offensive line and also getting Floyd back on track as an explosive playmaker. For some reason, Floyd is just in a funk right now. I do not think he gets back on track against the New York Jets. Uh, I don't think they're going to be on the field a whole lot personally. I think the rest of the defense steps up, but Leonard Floyd, I think, has another quiet week. So Beckham wins this matchup, but also, like I said, this is kind of the whole offensive line for the Jets because we don't entirely know where Mack and Floyd are going to line up this week. So edge the Jets. Now back to the uh, showdown of rookies, Anthony Miller, Perry Nickerson. I'm going to give this one to Miller. I think he's going to have a bounce back week as well. Like I said, the middle of the field is going to be a point of emphasis this week for the Chicago Bears, especially if the wind is a factor that's going to be easier throws for Trubisky to complete across the middle. Not as long of a throw, less of a chance for it to sail uh, as far as a pass is concerned and wobble in the wind. I think Miller's going to have, like I said, a bounce back week. Light up the stat sheet. Edge, Chicago Bears. On to the fourth matchup, Trey Burton versus Avery Williamson. I think Burton's on a hot streak. He's going to continue that. Avery Williamson's definitely a player to respect in the NFL, but I think that connection between Trubisky and Burton shines through once again. Edge, Chicago Bears, and Trey Burton. Last but not least, we have our game breaker for the winning edge, and that was Adrian Amos versus Isaiah Crowell. 
I think Adrian Amos bounces back as well. He is definitely someone when his back has been against the wall, he's played his best football. A lot of people were doubting him after a very rough 2016 season, and he bounced back in 2017 with his best year of football in the NFL. I think he comes back in a strong way against the New York Jets. I think the Bears will be keen run all day. Adrian Amos, I expect to be playing very close to the box for the vast majority of this game. I think he comes back in a big way, secures a lot of tackles, and keeps the New York Jets running game in check. Edge, Adrian Amos, and the Chicago Bears. So if you count up those matchups, it is four in favor of the Chicago Bears to just one in favor of the New York Jets. This is a team that will be on the road, depleted by injuries, and sporting a rookie quarterback. This is one that the Bears should be able to take advantage of, uh, move their record to four and three, and get their season back on track. Uh, I'll be joining you guys for the post-game show, and I look forward to hopefully breaking down a Bears victory with you all on Sunday afternoon. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. 